Hello there, and welcome to Snow Country Stories Japan. I'm your host, Peter Carnell, a tour guide and writer based in Nagano, and this is a podcast all about life and travel in Japan's legendary Yukiguni. Today, we're diving back into Japan's ski and snowboard culture by heading to Aizu in Fukushima Prefecture to speak with Ishiuchi Kei about Japan's newest ski resort, Hoshino Resort's Nekama Mountain. Having just opened, Nekama Mountain consists of two older resorts that have now been connected, making it one of the largest ski resorts in all of Japan. The resort includes north and south facing areas on Mount Nekomodake, with terrain suited to all levels and a huge amount of side and backcountry available. Nekoma also enjoys a very long season and has a reputation for its high quality microfine snow. But don't take my word for it. Kay is an accomplished snowboarder with a lot of experience working in the ski industry and genuine enthusiasm for Nekoma and the Aizu region, a true snow guru. As he says, it's something of a hidden mountain that remains off the radar for most international visitors. But with multiple ski resorts within close proximity in the Aizu area, of which Nekoma Mountain now ranks among the largest resorts in all of Japan, and given its ease of access from Tokyo, don't expect that to be the case for long. If you haven't already, I think you'll be hearing a lot more about Aizu and Hoshino Resorts Nekama Mountain over the coming years. As the name highlights, Nekama is operated by Hoshino Resorts, one of Japan's largest hotel management companies, operating more than 60 properties, including ski resorts and luxury hotels. The resort is serviced by the large Hoshino Resorts Bandai San Onsen Hotel, offering a range of rooms, including suites. Menus designed to show off Aizu's proud food culture and sake, hot springs, and a range of services, including free shuttle buses from nearby train stations. For more information about how to get to Nekama Mountain, listen on after my chat with Kay when I'll provide a little bit more detail. For more information about the resort, head to their website, nekama.co.jp. That's N E K O M A.co.jp. As always, links are in the show notes and on the episode page of the Snow Country Stories Japan website. You can follow K on Instagram by searching K4CAP, that's K E I, the number four, C A P. As always, the episode page on the Snow Country Stories Japan website has more information, images, a map showing you where the resort is, and links to everything we discuss. I'd like to say a big thank you to Hoshino Resorts for agreeing to the interview, and especially to K for giving up his time to speak with me. I enjoyed this chat a lot. The interview was recorded remotely and our connection wasn't perfect, so apologies for the audio, which isn't ideal, but I think Kay's character and enthusiasm for Nekama and Aizu shine through. I hope you enjoy. My guest on the podcast today is Ishiuchi Kei, a self confessed snow guru and part time snowboard coach and guide. And we're here today to talk about Japan's newest ski resort and one of its biggest ski resorts, Nekama Mountain. But to begin, Kei, how are you doing today? Hey, how are you, Peter? I'm fine. And、uh, thank you very much for having me. That,、uh, I'm so excited that I'm forecasting. That's why I think that's a fast experience <laughs> for me. So, yeah, so exciting.、Uh, thank you. Cheers, mate. How's the, how's the snow up there? Is it already good? Oh, yeah. It,、uh, fortunately, it's not. The Nekoma has a lot of snow right now. And、uh, its temperature is always super cold. And、uh, the outside, that means that now the South Bank is a little bit of a sunny day. That's, you know, that is kind of like spring snow. And actually, there's any, yeah, that's not better than Nekoma side. Not, oh, wow. That's incredible. Every single day. 
Mate, I love it. I love the enthusiasm. So obviously we're here to talk about Nekomo, but before we do, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Uh, originally, where are you from and how did you end up in Aizu? I'm originally that now it's born in that Chiba prefecture near the Narita airport. And uh, right now so I live in that Chiba, but in the ocean side, it's because it's a surfing lot. So I love surfing. I worked at the Hoshino Resort in 2004 to the 2017. So as in, uh, the general manager ski resort and also the, the director of uh, marketing or director of uh, in, in a mountain school or something like that. And, uh, yeah, as you know, the Inira, it's kind of like a very, very professional for the operating ski area. I have been a snowboarding maybe 30 years. It's maybe it's uh, right now that I'm 40 years, 48 years old and it's too old to jump. So right now, that's not just a focus on any of the powder or something, the free lighting or the carving and whatever. But and, uh, I always using it on a twin tip. It's not powder board. Always yeah, yeah, yeah. use a twin tip. <laughs> so that's the any of the, I always focus on the freestyle. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, seriously, I'm not living at the eyes right now. Mm. But, you know, that's the, I'm living at the, in the eyes for over the 40, 15 years so right. that's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a local boy. Yeah, now I did my research on you before I started speaking today. I read that you have, as you said, you've been snowboarding for around 30 years and uh, basically you've snowboarded all continents other than Antarctica. Uh, so talk to me about that. Obviously, yeah. it's a big question. So from all your experience snowboarding around the world, which areas have stood out for you? What have been the best experiences you've had? That's a good question, Peter. Definitely the Jackson Hole Wyoming is my best <laughs> the mountain. But... But I love the Aizu region and I love the Japan. There are lots of ski resorts and lots of mountains. Mm. And there are lots of the opportunity to find out the good powder as well. So I think that right now, Japan is the best in the world. But maybe 20 years ago, yeah, I love that. I love the Jackson Hole. Because I was living in the Jackson Hole from 2000 to 2002. So that's the, yeah, Jackson Hole is in my second, yeah, second home. And the, but right now, that's Aizu in there. The best. Uh, well, I agree because one of the things that I think is fantastic about Japan is constantly discovering all these new ski resorts that you may not have heard of. I mean, there's just, there's just so many around. And Nekama Mountain in Aizu is one of those. I think for many listeners, it's maybe their first time uh, hearing about this ski resort. So just to help them get their bearings, Kay, can you tell me where is Aizu in kind of relation to Tokyo? Where is it? Yeah, actually, it's, Aizu is located in a just very close, two hours and a half by the brute train and the local train from that station. And it uh, takes part in only uh, four hours in the bike car. That means that only the 300 kilo. It's, it's kind of like it's a very secret mountain because in a, it's so many that in an international traveler doesn't focus on it in Hakuba or Nozawa or for sure the Hokkaido. But on Aizu, it's, in a, it's kind of the last frontier. But it's very close from Tokyo. Yeah, we have it in a 13 or 14 ski resort right now in the same region. Yeah. So that's mm. the that's but the region's name is Fukushima Prefecture. Mm. Yep. I think they're one of the most famous prefectures name in the world. Why do you say that? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the any that's okay, so 20, 13 years ago, that's the so very big now, the earthquake hit. Yeah. And in the 2011, it's the, the March eleventh. So that is, uh, yeah, it's kind of a judgment day. We had, it's a very huge problem as a uh, nuclear power plant. And uh, after that, it's very, very struggle to the promote to the, the international travel mm. in the, the Fukushima region. So that's a really, really tough. Before that the earthquake, so many of the Japanese people that came to that, you know, the Fukushima region as well. But after that, 
that is like the 50% down. Mm, so that's yeah. the Fukushima Prefecture decide to their, uh, promote to their uh, international travel a lot. But, you know, that's not ever feeling like a fear to the travel in Fukushima mm. after the uh, disaster of the nuclear plant. So we should be the changing the name yeah. from the Fukushima to the Aizu. Aizu. Absolutely. That is a branding name that's changing. Yeah. So that's we just say that's Isis, Japan, that's Isis region or something like that. That's not. Also important to say that the and the nuclear power plant is on the coast, whereas Isu is very much inland, uh, almost Niigata Prefecture. So it's actually quite a long way from yeah, from right. where the real trouble that's is. That's exactly that's a, yeah. yeah that's a, actually hundred miles that's yeah. from the nuclear plant and actually it's hundred sixty kilo. And also then uh, yeah, that's a nothing problem. And very very very. It's the, the safety for that they need eating food and uh, drinking the water. I and also that I'm still alive. It's a, <laughs> it's a nothing problem, right, man? <laughs> yeah, you're very much alive, mate. <laughs> uh, so yeah. actually, on that note, you just mentioned, okay, that um, there are 14 ski resorts in the area. How would you compare them? Because yep. I think a lot of listeners are going to yeah, they're obviously going to want to know how how do they compare to the resorts of Nagano and Hokkaido? Usually, doesn't you know everybody doesn't know. Okay, oh, let's go to the skiing, snowboarding in Japan. That's just okay. Ah, uh, Hakuba, Nagano, or uh, any Hokkaido. But it's not right now, that's not, it's so many people in the Niseko and so many people that Hakuba, so many people that in Nozawa. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, and uh, but in uh, other region that has an uh, 14 ski resort and uh, 16, 16, 17, that's actually, it's, it's, it's from a very small to the mountain, very small mountain to that the big mountain, huge mountain right now. And there, uh, that means that's very, very, it's a lot of a variety. To the choice, the terrain, and the choice, the ski resort, and also that you know, this isn't it's very tight. So that means that you know, only that you know, within the one and a half the driving. So that is a so fourteen the ski resort within the one and a half. That mm. is you know, I think it's totally different. It's in, uh, in uh, Hokkaido. That's totally different. It's uh, the Hakuba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so, and Nekoma Mountain has just opened. It's a combination of two separate resorts, two previous resorts, yep. Alps Bondi and yep. Nekoma Snow Park, that have now been connected yep. to be one ski resort and operate as Nekoma Mountain. Can you tell me a bit yep. about the history of those resorts and how did Nekoma Mountain come into existence? The binary that's connected. Binary. <laughs> <laughs> There actually doesn't in the first planning was in the 2004. It's actually 20 years ago. And uh, that's out Bondo, it's in a, that's the size places. And on the Nekoma, it's, in a, it's located in the no spaces. That's very easy to connect it by the lift cherry. Just only that's an 800 meter, 800 meter. But it's very difficult to develop. Because the resort is located in the east side of a national park and national forest. Right. It's, that means that it's very, very, you know, tough negotiating with the government or any that, you know, mm. any property management or something like that. That's, it, it, it's, it's very tough negotiation. The actually is right now, that's now 2023, the finally that's connected. It's become that one resort, super huge resort. That means. That's now, I think, I don't know, yeah, the bigger than the Zhao, the bigger than the Api, and uh, one of the most largest ski area in the Tokyo region. Yeah, I was impressed to read that. And so actually, good, this is a good chance to jump into some of the stats. So what I've read, and tell me if I'm correct, is Nekma Mountain has around 33 courses serviced by 13 lifts, 
and totals around, I think, on piste, 189 hectares, which makes it a similar size to Goryu and Huckaba 47, the two connected resorts. Uh, it sits between mm. th- 1,338 metres to 700 metres, so 668 metres of vertical, and split into two areas, Bandai and Ura Bandai. But I've also read that the resort is around 993 hectares in size, which is huge for Japanese standards. So I assume that there's a lot of backcountry available at Nakamo? Yeah, for sure. That's actually it's in the National Forest and on the National Park. It's it's hundred percent allowed to the skin of snowboarding for the backcountry. That is a it's the Japanese law. I don't know why that's any that on some skis though the shut down that's any that the, the boundary. It's the between that's an in the inside and scary and out, out of boundary. But you know, in the Nekoma, that's a very easy to access to the backcountry area. And also that the very huge walls. And also the, it's a good powder as well. And unfortunately, that is a not big the vertical drop. Mm. But it's not usually that is in our West people. That means they're not busy. So that means they're always fresh. It's like a subway. <laughs> Oh, man, fantastic. And so in terms of the backcountry there, I mean, you really need to be an advanced skier and snowboarder to enjoy it, or it's suitable for intermediate? Like, what would you say about that? It, you know, this backcountry isn't very easy, but then, uh, unfortunately, we do have about uh, the local guide. Mm. So that's the, uh, so the, especially the English speaker. The point of the Japanese speaker, that's uh, it's okay. It's about an uh, English speaker. We do have about uh, it's a guy who is speaking it in uh, uh, English. So, but, uh, mm, so I don't know that's their, what what is the best? I don't know. <laughs> but then, uh, actually, so we should, yeah, please, you know, it's to make sure for the Indian, you know, the location at the maps, it's to make sure that the maps, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to do terrain. It's, I think, you know, that's, it's not serious backcountry. It's kind of like a side country. Yep. And also that the 20 minutes and walking to the, from that, you know, the top of cherries and that. But then you know, before that, so please make sure to fill out so that you need it in a, uh, how do I say it in English? I don't know. It's a new zan kyokasho. Like that reg- is in a, I don't re- know. Registration before you go out on oh, yeah, yeah, the Oh, yeah, gates. that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, the post it to that, you know, it's the, uh, uh, the ticket windows. Yeah. It's, it, this is a very important thing. And also that, you know, that always the cell phone is on. Uh Mm. Yeah, important advice. And I was reading, yeah, so the resort is split into the two areas of Bandai and Ura Bandai. Can you just explain, is there a big difference between the two areas of the ski resort? Is one bigger than the other? And what's the kind of, the, you know, what's the positives of each? Yeah. And uh, as you know, that the Alps Bandai is now, it's like in you know, a South Spaces. That means you know, it's pretty wide open, good for that in a big, big nature that intermediate. And uh, in uh, the backside, uh, the back road is there, the Nekoma side, it has a uh, more expat and uh, more steeper, and also that's in a good tree riding as well. And uh, also that I need it in a good powder uh, every single day. So across the two, the, the two sections, you've got terrain that suits everybody from newbies to advanced, like there's plenty to do. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's, that's, isn't a, it's, it's possible that to put it in everyone, that every skill. <laughs> Every ability. That's why it's very enjoyed at night. Yeah, but in a, in 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 a, in, a, in a outside, it's now the south faces. But it's a couple of a great touring park. Uh-huh. It's the so and uh, and also the phone at the intermediate and the beginning as well. That's is not expert, not serious the big jumper. That's is now it's very small, 
the future as well. And uh, it's going to be a very transition pack. That's in the Safi style and uh, awesome. a little bit jumping. And uh, yeah, I think that's in a, every skier that's in a, yeah, it's really enjoy that very well yeah, as well. You, you paint an attractive picture. <laughs> it's very, very, yeah. very tempting. Yeah. And um, talk to me about the season. So uh, when is Nekoma's season from and until? And when do you think, when's the best time to visit? Yeah, right now it's in a, already it's in the Nekoma. It's, in a, it's kind of like a fully open. And uh, the, usually that's the first week of December to the, uh, the first week of May. That's mean a six months. And uh, outside it's in, uh, the, usually the open from the, the uh, first week of December to the end of the March because that is the south spaces. And, uh, but you know, usually in January and February, that's in, uh, I think the best season because the temperature is always in the below zero the degrees. That means it's always fresh and a lot of snowing every single day. And uh, yeah, and from the second week of January to the end of February, it's best timing to come to that and visit to that and out mm. and Nekoma. What's the snow like in comparison to Nagano and Niigata and Hokkaido in terms of the total snow amount and how dry it is? How would you rate it? Yeah, usually there's any of Nekoma and the are located in a just living inside that inland. That's in a, it's pretty mm. far away from that in a, in a Japanese sea. Mm. That is a North Pacific Ocean, it's an opposite side. And uh, the, usually that's an, it's, the, it's very the cold, uh, the, the wind, it came from the, coming from like, the Siberia. And uh, also that in the first snow dumping, it's near that in the ocean side, the coastline. But it's in a, this isn't a very heavy. And after that, it's very graduated, that's a dry and a drier. Yep. So that's inland, has, it's much drier. That's mean that in Hakuba, it's, in a, it's located in a, it's more that in a closer to that in a, the Japanese sea that's in the ocean. That means that's more the moisture and a lot of snow for sure, but it's moisture. That moisture means it's the heavy snow. And that's a, out in the Nikoma, it has a, a very, very, it's kind of like a very super light powder. So, which is, mm. we call that in a, the, the micro fine snow. So it's a, similar, yeah, it's a similar effect to Shikokogen. So Shikokogen is yeah, right. further from the coast than Hakaba and Myoko and Ozawa. So it doesn't get quite as much snow. But because, yeah, that mm. the weather is moving across the ocean and comes across inland, it loses the moisture so it's drier. And Nekoma isn't as high as Shiga, but it sounds like the mm-hmm. temperatures there are nice and cold, which must keep the snow in good condition for quite a long, quite a long season. Yeah, that's right. That's in the correct. Definitely. Actually, it's, uh, the Nekoma side is uh, it's super cold and uh, every single day. I mean, that's in, uh, I think it's minus 10, minus 12. That's very usual. And uh, it's uh, not high elevation, but it's not, uh, I don't know why. Because in a, in a, maybe that's not surrounded in a, it's the big mountain. Yeah. And they're in, in, the, in the Nekoma, they're located in Nekoma. That's, that's mean that it's, it's very, you know, it's, I don't know how do I say it in English. I don't know, keeping it in a very cold yeah. air. Yeah. Out to the out to any at the bottom. So that's the reason why that's any that the Nekoma is always the the cold. Yeah, similar effect to Togakshi here in Nagano, which is just behind where I live. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, Togakshi is right. not that high, but uh, it's exceptionally cold. Um, they, they mm-hmm. Similar kind of temperatures, similar kind of Yeah, effect. I think so, yep. It's great to hear. So you really do say that quite seriously. So I, uh, I the resorts of Aizu and particularly Nekoma Mountain, you kind of rate it in comparison to Nagano, Hokkaido, just as good. You're going to have just as good an experience coming there. Yeah, I think so. That's the, uh, 
you know, just in a, any, any still it's in the Nekoman and the Alps, and also the other region doesn't have like in a, a lot of the international travel. That means that if we want to, you know, find out it in a good uh, location or any in a explorer that's in a brand new location, that's in the eyes is I think the best option. Just on that note, you said yeah, not attracting as many international visitors as Hokkaido or Nagano yet. So, in terms of services for English speakers, does Nekoma Mountain have, for example, English ski, ski and snowboard school rental, all these kind of things? Yeah, uh, from in this year, that's actually it's in a couple of the uh, couple of our, uh, instructors who speaking at the English as well, and uh, yeah, and uh, but and for sure, that's is not in Nekoma, not in Hakuba. So that's an, it's not so many the English speaker around there. That means it's maybe that in a, you know that's more that than it's it, I think it is a fantastic uh, experience, traditional, super great culture, and uh, you know that cannot cannot speak that in English. Everybody, <laughs> everybody cannot speak in English. That's it's that's it's a kind of like a yeah. It's 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 really countryside still. Oh yeah. That is maybe that's a so exciting thing. Yeah, I totally agree with you because I think some of the best ski and snowboard experiences in Japan are going really local. And we, you know, as a as a foreigner myself, often I go to these little places and I'm the only foreigner there. But usually, to get that, you've got to go very small, very small ski resorts. The real attraction of Nekoma Mountain, it's a very big resort that, but still has that experience available to international visitors. So, yeah, really attractive. Uh, in terms of accommodation, Kay, what's available there? And uh, do you guys have many things like hot springs? The big question. So, uh, actually, it's the Bandai Onsen Hotel. It's by the Hoshin Resort. It's uh, located in a very the slope side at the Alps Bandai. A few steps. That's from the room to the sheriff, the station. They have that they have, it's a great hot springs as well. And uh, yeah, so they have started in it at the checking time that from that, uh, uh, sorry, the checkout time until that uh, 2 p.m. Mm. That is just very, it's a good service, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, the usually that's in Japan, doesn't uh, check out time at 10 or 11 a.m. Yeah, 10 o'clock usually. So that's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, 2 p.m. So that's actually, just, that means that everybody's shredding a skin at the, in the morning and, uh, you know, that's yep. shredding a good powder in the morning. Uh-huh. And then back to the hotel, and uh, you know, taking a hot tub, it's an onsen, and just just a little bit to relax. Then the pack packing, and then back to the back back to the home. That's isn't it? It's, I think it's one of the great service, I think. And outside of the main hotel, are there ski lodges, self-contained accommodation, other things like that? Ah, uh, yeah, it's there. That means I think maybe a ten. It's it's very small on a on a B and B. It's a bit on breakfast as well, but and I think that everybody should be just staying at in the Bondi Sunset Hotel. It's a little bit expensive, but it's not, I think that's a great service for you guys. Yeah, no, I agree. And you mentioned it's obviously it's operated by Hoshino Resorts. Again, for a lot of international visitors, they might not know of Hoshino Resorts, but obviously through your connection, previously working with them, can you give a little bit mm-hmm. of information about who are they? Oh yeah, Hoshin Resort is one of the largest in the operation hotel operation company in Japan. Mm-hmm. That's now right now. That's in a, I think that's in a, uh, over the forty to fifty the hotels maybe, and also that's in a Alt Bandai at Nekoma, and also the Tomamu in Hokkaido. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, some some skill is on the guma as well. But these guys and it's it's always focus on it. You know, it, it's it's very comfortable skiing, snowboarding. Yeah, so high-end hotel group operating a few ski resorts. As you just mentioned, Kay, they operate Tomamu in Hokkaido that plenty of listeners will be familiar with. So if you've been to Tomamu and you've had a good time, you can be pretty assured you're going to have a, a very similar experience, hopefully better experience, at Nekama Mountain. Better. <laughs> better, better. Okay, <laughs> corrected myself in real time. <laughs> hey, uh, so I know we've obviously just coming out of uh, COVID and this is the first season that the um, – the Nekama Mountain is in operation. But prior to COVID, in the Aizu area, the international visitors that were coming up there, which countries were they mainly coming from? Okay, so now before the, before the pandemic, that's not actually the thing. in Australia, the people that are not, one of the largest, uh, yeah, the mm. group. I mean, that's, in, that's in, uh, actually, that's, yeah, 6,000, 7,000 night. It's a joining of the journey of the February, and they're from, they're coming from Australia. But right now, doesn't it's going to be a little bit changes. It's the, the main way that's from the Taiwan, ta- Taiwan, and also the Thailand as well. But uh, for sure, doesn't it? Still, it's the, the Australian people that's coming to the, to here. But it's it's very very it's low. I mean, that's the need. That's still uh, ninety. Yeah, it's eighty to ninety percent is uh, it's from the Japanese, the domestic market. You got to get some Australians up there to keep the ski patrol busy. They, they need somebody to chase, so <laughs> you got to make sure you keep bringing some Aussies up there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I've never been to Izu, and it's really it's top of my list to get to. But my understanding, Kate, is that the area Izu outside of the skiing actually has lots of other th- attractions that people might. Um, be interested in visiting a lot of cultural attractions as well. So, is there anything in that area that you'd recommend people combine with their visit if they come up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I was I was walking the city. That takes about only thirty minutes from the outbound. It's very, very beautiful. Uh, the castle. It's kind of like you need a samurai. The culture as well. Everyone should be that you know stay that in the eyes of Wakamatsu and uh, check it out. You need that in a very, very historical that's building. And the historic of the place, and uh, you know, touching that in it, the samurai culture as well. It's very the famous ramen as well. The which name is a kitakata ramen. Mm. It's not not strong flavor. It's like a traditional Cresco. It's ramen, but it's not. It's tasting so nice. What's it's the, so good? What, what kind of flavor is it? What's the taste? Uh the usually they show you that the mm. size of the basis. That's a, it's and it's very clear, clear that soup. As yeah. well, you know that's the every you know they want you to say ramen in Japan. That's the uh, it's kind of like a tonkotsu. That's it's in a more strong flavor. Yeah. But it's in a, the kitakata ramen. That's it's more that the uh, the clear and uh, it's it's very simple. It's very simple. But it's in a taste is it's it's so deep. Yeah, man, you're ticking all the right boxes. We're talking about you've got one of Japan's newest and biggest ski resorts. Lots of great powder, powder bowls. It's not crowded. You've got the hot springs. You've got the fantastic ramen. I mean, it ticks all the boxes. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And in terms of getting to Nekoma Mountain, you mentioned that obviously you can come uh, from uh, using the Shinkansen from Tokyo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And also, you need to transfer to the the local train in the aquarium station. To the in the local train that's only that's 40, 45 minutes from the Korean station to the Bandai Machi, okay. and then that's a free shuttle bus, free shuttle bus to that's an outbound. 
And uh, and also, unfortunately, that's not, it's a little bit uh, difficult to uh, get there to the Nekoma side. I think that you should be able to you know, hire a car at the station and uh, drive up to the mountain. It's much easier. All the lane ticket, that's kind of like you know, the four-wheel drive and the snow tire. It's very safe to drive. And also, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, the, for the Aussie and the Kiwi, that's uh, very easy, right? That's not the, it's a direction is the same. Yeah, fantastic. Because I mean, and you, so just to be clear, there. So you're saying you jump on the Tohoku Shinkansen from Tokyo to Koryama, and then the local yep. train's going to take you another forty minutes or so onto the station where shuttle buses operate. Or other option yep. is get yourself up there and then rent a car, which is a great option given how many ski resorts are in the area. You know, and mm-hmm. you can just move yourself around. What about in terms of buses, uh, shuttle buses from Tokyo or the airports? Do they exist? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, the before the pandemic, we have a lot of in the one shot investment from the Tanida airport to the Rabanda area. But right now, that's not just an uh, as a postpone. Mm, it's okay. the yeah, it's the operating. But in the, from Tokyo station to the Rabanda area, we have the available, but just one uh, the shuttle bus. I got it. A day. I'll make sure to put that information on the episode page for today's interview. Uh, Kay, man, you've run me through it all, everything I need to know, which has been great. If people are looking to get in contact with you directly in terms of tours uh, and instru- uh, snowboard instruction when they're in uh, Nekama Mountain and Aizu, how can they go about doing that? How can they get in contact with you? I have it on Instagram right now. That's a direct message and much better. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, it's my, yeah, my Instagram is a K-E-I, K-E-I, and four. It's the it's the four number four mm-hmm. and uh, also the CAP K four cap K four cap K four cap. Mm-hmm. The cap is in my yeah it's my nickname. It's a K that's a real name and uh, yeah K E I four CAP and uh, that's please give me that any that any if you have any question that request for me that's not, yeah do not hesitate to ask me and uh, yeah give me that any direct message. Awesome, mate. Uh, you've 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 really sold me. Well, you've sold me on it. So I'm sure people, plenty of people <laughs> listening, are just as convinced. And before we sign off for today, anything else you wanted to say about the area, about the ski resort, or why people should come there rather than go to uh, yeah again Nagano or Hokkaido? Okay, so yeah, I want I want to say that uh, yeah, just now I went to that uh, it's the the Hokkaido and then you see going there Lucid in the last a couple of days ago, and uh, that's it's it's kind of like uh, oh it's the little american mm. little australia <laughs> little china that's even a it's kind of like a it's it's chaos yeah right that's a, so many people that you know it's it's so many people that it's it's going to the nisiko as the hakuba yeah so if we want you to find out it's a good location it's the it's, it's kind of like a very solitude and uh, also that uh, you know it's they keeping that and uh, keep touching it's a great culture the Japanese culture yeah it's I think the eyes eat and also the outs and Nekoma hmm. are its best option. Fantastic! I mean, it's the heart of the snow country. I said Tohoku is a really up and coming region. I think for international visitors, Japan, as you mentioned, hmm. it's, it's kind of a last frontier, as you say, really well said. I think for ski resorts in Japan. And this is a really prime time to come because who knows, maybe in 10 years we're talking and it's just as popular as everywhere else. So these are the seasons to be getting up there to enjoy it before everybody else comes and discovers it. So, okay. Uh, I said, I mean, you've convinced me to come up and have a look. I was already planning to come anyway at some point. (laughs) And hopefully (laughs) everybody listening to this today will do the same. 
Uh, I want to say a very big thank you, mate, for your time. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me and uh, all the best with the season to come. All right. Thank you very much for that, everyone. And you know, thank you very much on the Peter. And uh, yeah, everybody should be there. Go up to the mountain. Cheers, mate. Stay safe. That's it for today's episode. Another big thank you to Kay and Hoshino Resorts for speaking with me and for providing the images and videos used for today's episode. For more information about the resort, head to their website, nekoma.co.jp. That's N-E-K-O-M-A.co.jp. Full details are there, including reservations for Hoshino Resorts Bandai Sun Onsen Hotel. You can follow Kay on Instagram by searching K4CAP. That's K-E-I, the number four, C-A-P. As Kay explained, despite its appeal as something of a hidden mountain, Nakama is actually easy to get to from Tokyo. To do so, take the Tohoku Shinkansen, that's the bullet train, from Tokyo Station to Koryama Station using either the Yamabiko or Nasuno services, a journey of around 80 minutes. Buses depart from Koryama Station at 8.15 in the morning and 3.30 in the afternoon, taking around 90 minutes. Alternatively, once at Koryama Station, take a rapid service on the Ban Etsusai line for Aizu Wakamatsu and disembark at Bandaimachi Station, a journey of only around 50 minutes. Buses operate from Bandaimachi Station to the resort another 15 to 20 minutes. Advanced bookings are needed for buses operating from both Koryama and Bandaimachi Stations. See the resort website for details. In winter, express buses also operate from Haneda Airport in Tokyo. Driving yourself is another good option, something you can do upon arrival at Koryama Station. As is typical for rental outlets in the snow country, cars will be four-wheel drive and fitted with winter tyres. If you can't read Japanese, make sure to ask for the navigation to be switched to English, if possible. And best to carry a phone with Wi-Fi connection. In case you have any troubles with that, you can always use your phone for directions. Japanese roads are well-maintained and other drivers are typically courteous. It's a great option if wanting to combine your visit to Nekama Mountain with the nearby resorts of Aizu. Nekama Mountain is only 30 minutes drive from central Aizu Wakamatsu. The area is known for its proud samurai heritage, including beautifully preserved historic sites, including Suruga Castle, Uchichuku, a former post town along the Aizu Nishikaido route, samurai residences, Higashiyama Onsen, gardens, temples, and more. Make sure to check out the episode page on the Snow Country Stories Japan website for links. That website is snowcountrystories.com. And of course, you can follow the pod on Instagram, Facebook, and X by searching Snow Country Stories Japan. I'd like to end each episode by saying thank you to everyone who is listening. I hope you're enjoying. And if you are, please make sure to subscribe to, review, and recommend the pod. Sharing it with friends and family on social media or any related online forums is always a huge help. My name is Peter Carnell. This has been Snow Country Stories Japan. I'll be back with the next episode in a couple of weeks' time. Until then, it's bye for now.